Have you ever wanted to know everything about weight loss surgery? Well, your wish has been granted. Introducing the Bariatric Beauties, hosted by me, Sherry. And me, Victoria. Tune in now for tons of great content every Wednesday, 7 p.m. London time. And 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You, you won't, won't want, want to, to miss, miss a, a thing. thing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are now in episode two of the Bariatric Beauties with me, Sherry. Me, Victoria. And we were really excited about yesterday. It was our first show, and uh, we went all about my story. So now we're putting Victoria in the hot seat, and it's her, it's her turn to tell her story. And before we get into it, we just want to thank everyone so much who tuned in yesterday live. Absolutely. Who that was brilliant. And we got a lot of really good feedback. It was our first show. So we're just excited to see how much it keeps improving every single week. And um, again, we encourage you guys, you can live chat while we're, while we're doing this each week and then ask questions and we'll get to them as quickly as I can or as we can. And with that, we are going to hear all about Victoria's story with bariatric surgery. So when you're ready, Victoria, take it away. Hello. Yes, I know. It's my story today. Yours was brilliant yesterday, though. I've got to say, well done. Oh, Absolutely thank you. That's all right, darling. Right. So my journey is um, I was never actually a fat person. Um, I was always thin. Um, I was always about 10 stone. Um, and um, I'm five foot four. And uh, it was a good weight for five foot four, you know, Um and I put on weight with the three children, but that soon came off um, straight afterwards. Um, but, uh, yeah, so after a while, I lost the weight there and then stayed around there, uh, stayed around the 10 stone. But I've got bipolar and um, I had um, sort of a mini breakdown or a big breakdown. Um, and I went to the doctors and they had to put me on medication because they obviously discovered the bipolar and everything else and um, put me on this medication. And I swear, 20 minutes after, I could have eaten you if you stood in front oh. of me. Yeah, no, it was so bad. I that went into the fridge. It was so bad. I went into the fridge and literally was like that. I just couldn't get enough. It was mad. It was just, and I kept saying to her, like, what is this going on? And she said, yeah, you could have side effects to that. And I said, right, okay, well, let's keep going because um, I feel a bit better. So let's keep going with it. And, uh, yeah, so I just kept going on. And, of course, what happens is your stomach gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you need more food, more food, more food. Um, and I was eating more. And I ballooned um, in the first year 10 stone. Um, so yeah, that was we're not in the UK. What is like 10 stone kind of equivalent to in pounds? Do we know? No. Okay, we we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, eleven stones, 168 pounds. Okay. Okay. So, so you, it's, it's around there. Over a hundred pounds in about mm -hmm. a year. Yeah, okay. in about a year. And then I carried on and I said to her, look, this is ridiculous. When I got to five stone over. I said, what am I going to do? And she said, well, we can change medication. I was like, whoa, 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 we're not changing anything because I'm feeling better. I would rather be happy and fat than fat and how I was. Right. I was terrible, in a terrible state. So I carried on. That's how I got to the 10 stone. So and then um, she left and I changed doctors and he was looking at it all. Um, but while he was looking at it all, I was going, no, I'm so scared to change medications, so scared. So while he was looking at it all, obviously over the months, I went up to a stupid 27 stone, um, seven pounds, which is 385 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Um, so there you are. So um, I, I was I was killing myself. I couldn't do anything. I don't know. There's some people that were like 27 stone and could do things. I was 27 stone stuck in a, um, a recliner chair. Um, I couldn't get out of it at all. If I got out of it, it was just like, 
you know, breathless yeah. and terrible. So I basically, um, in the end, I couldn't get upstairs to bed. I couldn't get upstairs to do um, bath and wash. So I was stuck in this recliner chair, you know, for the whole day and the whole night. So it became my uh, meal chair. It became my sleep chair, um, entertaining chair. It was just awful. It was just awful. When I look back now or, or feel that feeling now, it's just, you know, oh. Ugh. So anyway, what happened then where I had to wash, um, We I had to wash in the kitchen, okay, in the sink. So standing there in the nudie with Stu, my carer now, washing me down, singing, in the car wash, baby. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, not very sexy, put it that way, as a husband yeah. and wife. So that made me feel bad as well. But he was wonderful. He tried to make me feel, look, don't worry about it. You know, and that's why he was singing the songs. And that's why he was trying to make me feel better and going, don't worry about it. It's fine. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and, um, and I mean, like, and to cut you up, like to give, like, first of all, kudos to Stu to being able to do that. And, I mean, it, and it, I feel like it doesn't matter how amazing he is. It's still you cross that line from husband and wife to now a carer. And the whole dynamic just shifts. and It does. It really does. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was tricky. Uh, that was very tricky. Um, and then we, I got to the stage where it was just, I, you know, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get to the bathroom. And I was struggling to get to the bathroom. So I had to have the, you know, the uh, walker and all of this. Anyway, they couldn't stand it. My mother-in-law was just like, this is crazy stuff. You know, you're going to die you know, if you carry on the way you are. Um, and we all got really worried. So we went to the doctors and we said, you know, what can we do? Can we get weight loss surgery? Can we do anything about this? And um, they said, well, you can, we, we've got to apply for, um, we've got to apply for um, uh, oh, a grant to actually get it done. Um, really? That takes three months. Yep. So they, whoever it is, they pay for the surgery. So it's like a grant for the surgery. So um, they have to do that. And it takes about three months. Well, three months went by and they said, yeah, you've got it. And I was just like, oh, my God, fantastic. Here we go. I'm going to have surgery in like a few months' time. No. We had to go 100 miles away from our house, yeah, to the hospital and we went for a meeting, and it's NHS, so we went for the meeting, and um, they said, um, yep, yeah, it's going to take uh, three years to do. What? Yeah. So because so many people are on the list. So oh, wow. I was thinking, I can't wait three years. I'm going to die. I'll be dead by then. Anyway, we went through the motions. We carried on, spoke to the surgeon or doctor or whoever it was, and then he left the situation. So I was now having to speak to nurses and dietitians. So they were making me appointments. I missed one. I didn't miss an appointment. I was two minutes late to an appointment and they cancelled the whole of the thing. So, and we had to drive 100 miles. So you can imagine why we're, and we leave early and we sit in the car park an hour early. So, so it's just like crazy. So we were then fighting against that. So I had to fight against that bloody being late two minutes. And then, um, anyway, then um, they said, oh, so if they kept making me appointments. Okay, got there, 10 minutes appointment for 100 miles. They used to weigh me, tell me what to do, as in eat fresh foods, eat healthy foods. And you're like, oh, I know. But anyway, so you're like going along and um, anyway, mum got to the stage, my mother-in-law got to the stage and she was like, hey, um, hello. And Teresa's mm -hmm. just come on. Is that your mum? Yeah, that's Hi. my mum. Hi, mummy. Um, so, yeah, so um, mother-in-law had some money and she said, look, you've got to have this, this you've got to go privately. And so we all went up to London and we met this um, this company, Healthier Weight. So we went through them, um, saw the surgeon, Dr. Loy, and Healthier Weight, and he was great, nice Irish doctor, 
and um, took me on and said, basically, four weeks time, it's going to happen. But the reason why it was four weeks is I had to do the uh, liver shrinking diet for four weeks. Why was that when everybody else is a week and two weeks? And you know what's interesting? In talking to so many people, I've, I've heard of the liver shrinking diet. My doctor didn't require that. I was just clear liquids the day before. Really? Other people, yeah. Other people had two weeks of this liver shrinking diet. And you're saying you had to do it for four weeks? Four. And do you know when it was? Over Christmas. So everybody's yeah. eating and drinking and I'm going with my shake. Mm. Nice. But I said, Christmas dinner, I'm going to have a little bit of Christmas dinner. And that's exactly what I did. I didn't go overboard. But they told me what to do. And I did it. If they said to me how, you know, jump, I said how high, Mm -hmm. you know, because I wanted this done. And I was like not going to do anything at all for this not to happen, you know. So, yeah. So um, that was the NHS. Then went private. Um, I had the operation um, and it was supposed to be a bypass. So I went along. I was in the room. I was so excited. They couldn't like, they were like, why are you like this? Why are you not nervous? Why are you like, you know, it's really funny that you're like this. And I'm just going, I don't care. I'm so excited because my (laughs) life is going to change and it's just going to be wonderful. And I just can't believe it. I was like that. And um, so they were laughing and thought that was funny. But yeah, so I was going in for the bypass. But I signed a piece of paper. I didn't really know what I was signing for, to be honest. But I signed this uh, piece of paper, your life away, don't you, because you're Mm -hmm. going in for an operation. And then I signed something else, signed it, because I can't remember looking back. But I don't think I – I can't remember at that point what I was signing. So, anyway, went in for the bypass. Again, right, I was was walking in. I was so excited. I saw the bed. I saw everything. And I was just like, yes! And um, and then uh, they put you down, don't they? they? Lay down in a cross, um, you know, like in a crucifix way, don't they? With your arms out, etc. Yeah. So I'm lying there, arms out, and then just as he was like putting everything in, and I was like this, and I was like that, and I was watching it, and I said to him, "Actually, I'm getting a bit gone." <laughs> really? I went out, but I just remember I was gonna say, "Oh, actually, I'm getting a bit nervous now." I was gone like that. Wow. I know, it was so funny, so funny. And uh, but I came round um, and obviously you're a bit sore, you've got your gas pain. Um, yeah. I've had cesareans and it was nothing like that at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was, it was uncomfortable, but the gas pain wasn't good. Um, but they gave you, you know, I don't know, they want you to get up and walk around, don't they? But I hadn't yeah. got to that stage yet. Uh, Dr. Lloyd came round and he said, I couldn't do the bypass. And I was looking at him going, did you do anything? I don't want to like wake up and have nothing. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So anyway, he said, right, we couldn't do the bypass. And I'm like, right. He said, but we did do the sleeve. So at that time I was like, oh, phew, he did something, you know. Um, But I didn't really know why. But he did explain something. And you're not listening. You've just come out of anaesthetic. You're under morphine. You know, you're not really listening. But I think it was something to do with something was too stuck on a wall of something. Like it was too fatty to, like, get off. So we had to do the sleeve. Now, I'm going to look into that because, I, you know, I don't know why it was. So I'm going to actually research that to see what that was. Yeah. And I was going to say, I'm curious about that because I Mm. thought that when you're over like a certain weight, like usually the ones who are even more obese, they usually push for the bypass instead of the sleeve. So that's really surprising that they were saying almost like you're too fat for the bypass. I know. And um, I'll tell you something else as well. I had really bad acid acid reflux, Um, really bad with being obese. I lived with Gaviscon and would just be like that. Yep, I still, <laughs> I still live with Tony. Yeah, just terrible. So, of course, I didn't want the sleeve because everybody kept saying, you have the sleeve, it re- um, acid reflux gets even worse. So I thought, oh, no, I don't want that. So, yeah. anyway, so um, but I did have it. And um, you just, they got you up, they're walking and, you know, you're walking around and your gas pain's getting better and better. Um, but somebody did give me a tip and it was peppermint tea. 
So I had peppermint tea with me and the peppermint tea really helped the gas. So if anybody um, has really bad gas, um, take your uh, peppermint tea with you. Tip. I like um, that. Write that down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was really good. So somebody gave me that tip. So that was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, so on the sleeve, I went along for two years. And again, uh, you know, if they said jump, I said how high. I made a journal. I was writing every single thing down. So my diary was um, 8 o'clock in the morning, and then it would be like uh, my medication. But I was taking the medication every half an hour. Right. So if you can imagine, I was getting my water in. I wasn't supposed to do that. I was just supposed to take my medication. They were all liquids as well. So I was supposed to just take them in the morning. And then I was supposed to have you 30 minutes before you're a liquid and and then your water and do all that side of it. But I was doing all this medication. When they spoke to me, they were like, you're not supposed to do that. That's like your whole day on medications. <laughs> your whole day of you know I mean? It was like tea time and I had to then start again. It was ridiculous. So anyway, I changed that, of course. And, um, yeah, where was I going with this? So, um, yeah, so let me have a think. So, do-do-do-do, let me have a look of what I was doing. So, oh, I lost 11 stone in the two years. 168 pounds so I lost that Mm -hmm. with it no acid reflux I flew through it um I had um I just had no problems I just and I was just losing weight losing weight but I was a slow loser and I'm impatient yeah and I think it was all to do with the bipolar medication so because they do keep the weight on and that's so hard because you're, you're kind of caught between this fine line of mental health and physical health. And if yeah. you're treating one, you're causing damage to the other. And then if you stop that one, you're going to, it's just, yeah, yeah it's a circle. But like, but it's been two years now and you, you've lost 11 stone. Like, did you Three find years it? now? No, I'm saying at that time. Yeah, at um, that time. Did you find yourself feeling more balanced and like feeling better overall? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. When I was at 11 stone, I felt more balanced. Um, I felt great. I started getting more confident um, and I could walk around and I could do things and I felt so much better. Yeah. So much better. Because before I was an agoraphobic, I wouldn't go out. I didn't want anybody to see me fat. I Nobody was going to see me fat. Um, 11 stone trees is 168 pounds. Um, so yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I was an agoraphobic. I wasn't going out because I was so embarrassed. I did not want friends or anybody, friends, family, anybody to see me like I was. And what's strange is when you're big, you don't really see yourself as big until you see a photo. Now, isn't that weird? Yeah. I I was you know, I would sit at a restaurant and there would be like the the glass or something like that. And like you're sitting and you happen to glance and you see a reflection and it almost like is drawing. You're like, oh, my. Yeah. Wait, that's me. Is that me? It's insane because you don't see yourself is that big. And especially like you said, you're not taking as many pictures. You're not being as no, social. No. So you're, you're not. And when you see yourself in the mirror every single day, you're not it's noticing. Not you don't know. Well, I mean, like I, you have to walk by a mirror in my house like, yeah. to go. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're just not conscious of it because it's no. just so automatic. I know. And then suddenly you're there, you know. And um, when I look back, it's like, did I really get there? Mm-hmm. You know, how did I do that? And I look back and I think that's not me. That's what's mm-hmm. strange as well, you know. Um, so, yeah. So um, I went along. But the, what I was doing I started to drink. Uh, so they said to me, um, you can't drink. And that's the only thing I ignored them on. And I did have a drink. And drinking I drink, alcohol. Drinking okay. alcohol okay. Vodka and vodka and Diet Coke. Okay. And um, I would have one. It wasn't a problem. And then I'd have a couple more. And that wasn't a problem. And then I started to drink more and more and more. But then, um, and then it all was sort of, um, I don't know why. So I, was, I was just drinking more and more at home. And then when we were out and socialized and then when we were at home, you know, 
And I just like the feeling and I don't know why. So I'm going to look into that as well with my therapist. And um, but I started to drink more and more. And I think what it was, which we all know can happen, is you trade one addiction to another. So I could stop food and lose 11 stone. But then I went on to the transition addiction, um, alcohol. Anyway, that was spiraling out of control, spiraling out of control. I was not a good person. I was a horrible, nasty person. Really? Um, Yeah, yeah. I I was a functional um, alcoholic because I became an alcoholic. You know, I I really was. And I became a functional one. And that's even worse. Um, So I could do everything, you know. um, But, I, you know, if the kids were, because I wasn't thinking logically, if Stu or the kids or said anything, you're going, what did you say? How did you say that? Do you know what I mean? Because I didn't, I didn't hear it properly. So then I'm kicking off at like one of the kids. So they had a really horrible time. And that went on, obviously, for a few years. So that was just terrible. I feel so bad, guilty, can't bring it back. I'm just trying to make it up to them now. But anyway, it's, it's, that's a different story. So I did that. and um, But then my sister and then the family again were like, what are we going to do about this now? Um, because you cut you're spiraling out of control you can't to keep doing this because this is going to kill you rather than the obese is going to kill you so um my sister said look I've got some money you're going in rehab so that's exactly what I did so I went into rehab um I hated hated group therapy when I was in bipolar uh, I am bipolar sorry when uh, they said to me oh go to group therapy I was like na 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 I hate it. I want a one-to-one. I don't want to listen to anybody's stories because yeah. I'm bad enough. That's how I thought about groups, yeah. group therapy. I was thinking, I don't want to hear all their stories of depression and like how they're la 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 la. I've got my own problems. So yeah. anyway, when in rehab, you had to do group therapy. Best thing ever. Really? Best thing ever. And um, we all got along and it was a laugh and, um, yeah, it was serious. You learned so much. I learned, learned, learned so much, which helps me with the food um, slightly. But anyway, so then my sister said to me, then I said, I've stalled. I've now not losing any weight. So now I've got the drink inside me. I've then come out of rehab. Um, no, um, um, no weight loss. And I'm like panicking that I've got no weight loss. So I've got another six stone to lose another 85, 84 pounds to lose. What am I going to do? Panic, panic, panic. And, um, my sister said, well, look, I've got this money. If you want, you can have the bypass. So I said, panicked. She said, but it's a one-off opportunity. I can only do it now. So I panicked and gone, I'll do it. I'll do it. So I had the bypass and uh, in January, whereas I came out of rehab in December. Wow. So that was only one month of panicking that I'm losing weight. I didn't give the sleeve a chance. Um, mentally wasn't right because I'd just come out of rehab. And I said, yeah, I'm going to have it. So anyway, I chose another hospital um, because I felt that healthier weight started to lose track of me. So I started researching and asking the groups for other surgeons. Anyway, went to Tonic in Manchester and, oh, my God, they're wonderful. They're still wonderful. He was wonderful, Dr. Um, Balal. And, um, oh, gosh, brilliant, wonderful. Had my bypass, smooth sailing again. I'm super. And, yeah. um <laughs> And, yeah, so I went along, had my bypass, uh, came out with no gas. Now, I said to him, why have I got a gas pain? He said, because I took all the gas out. I know. I know. So I was saying, okay, so I didn't care. Didn't have any gas. Fine. Perfect. So, of course, that one, I came out smooth sailing, and um, but not mentally right. And you have to have your head in the game to do this. And I wasn't. What, so, was, it that you were feeling? Mm? what was it that you were feeling? 
I wasn't feeling um, dieting. I wasn't feeling like, oh, I've got to eat healthily. I was thinking, oh. I want a cake. I want this. I want that. I want this. Um, and so what I would do was eat healthily. I'd eat a salad, but then I'd eat a couple of biscuits afterwards. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? But I wanted the sweet thing afterwards. So I had the savoury, but then I wanted the sweet thing. So I wasn't actually eating like a McDonald's or, you know, I wasn't right. doing any of that. I was just still having my salad, still having my healthy foods, but I had to have something sweet afterwards. So that was what was happening. So I didn't lose weight, but I stayed maintained the whole year. And I lost, at the end, I lost one stone. So in the year, I lost one stone. And But I maintained. So if I can maintain, I know I can maintain now. I know how to maintain yeah. to get to my... Um, my goal weight or how I feel. So that was the bypass. And then, so now sort of January, I came to the anniversary of the bypass um, this year, uh, 2022. And so I thought, you know what, this is ridiculous. You haven't lost any weight. You've got to see if this restriction is there and you've got to see whether you've stalled, whether you can lose weight still um has it changed and then I spoke to my surgeon he went you can't stretch it you cannot stretch it you've just got to eat the right things that will restrict you from eating anymore eat slowly really? yeah that's what he said that's one of the things that they talk I'm about it's about stretching your sleeve or stretching your stomach's good because I thought like if your stomach's like a muscle he if said it, if you're doing it for like four years then you will but got it. in the time that you've got, you're done. And another surgeon said to me, you can't do it. And he's in Turkey, no, Egypt. And he said, you can't stretch it. So I was like, okay. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try um, now restricting it with chicken and proper solid foods. Because I was a bit of a slider eater. So yeah. my dietitian kept saying, get off the slider foods, you know, your soft um, fishes um soft vegetables uh, mashed potato and I was eating things like that rather than you know your chickens and your meats and your turkey yeah. and your you know um beef and things like mind your beef doesn't settle with me so that's changed um so yeah so I had to get off that so once I got onto the chicken this year it has restricted me and I know that it's there so I'm yeah. in, yeah, go on. I was going to say, what's really interesting is because I'm seven years out now. Yeah. And in case people don't know, slider foods are like the chips and the snacks and the things like that, where you can just like, I feel like you can just keep eating it and not necessarily yeah. full. Yeah. And um, I'm, and I, I've just recently been doing this challenge. So I'm, I'm being very clean in my eating and stuff. And what's fascinating is, and maybe you're right that the sleeve doesn't stretch because it's been seven years and I can eat a bag of chips yeah, and like get a little uncomfortable, but then 20 minutes later, you're hungry. You're but hungry. today, now that I'm eating leaner meats, I'm still full after three or four bites. That's it. That's it. And it's crazy. Yep. Yeah, that, but that's it, isn't it? And yeah. that's what I keep telling people now, you know, once they're out of surgery and they're out and they're saying, oh, I'm still eating potatoes or chips and things like that. I'm like, no, you're not full. That's why. Please, mm -hmm. please, please eat your chickens, eat your meats, eat your, you know, ham, anything, but just start eating solid foods instead of, you know, slider, which is the slippery food that's just going to go straight through you, yeah. which is you're not going to be, you're not going to be uh, full up. And of course, you're just going to want to keep eating, which is what I was doing last year. Um, so, but anyway, I think it's a bit like rehab. You've got to get your head in the game again. And yeah. it took me a year to do that, which is fair enough. You know, I had everything going at once. I mean, I was going through therapy when I came out of rehab as well for the year. And he just kept saying, you know, don't worry about it. Just wait till you're ready. You're going to have to be ready, first of all, with the alcoholism before you can then think food and this and that and this and that. So yeah. um, and he was right. He was right. But um, it got to the end of like, he said, you're fine with alcohol at all. And I am. I pour people's drinks on my 50th and I can, I not even think about um, drink. I, you know, you go, oh, I'd be drinking now, but you don't think I want one. I don't yeah. think I want one at all. 
I just go, oh, you know, he's drinking. I'll be drinking now sort of thing. But I never, ever, ever want one. So that's good. And um, so as I say, on my 50th, I had a big party. And I was like going, what do you want? You know, oh, great, gin and tonic. And I was just pouring them out. And it just didn't, because I didn't drink years ago. When I was in my 20s, I didn't drink. So, of course, I went back to that now. So that's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot happened in the in the drinking stage. Um, my father died. And so that's why I think everything just piled on with the drink. Yeah. Um, and then a load of shit came out at his funeral. And, oh, God, it was such a mess. And I was just drinking more and more and more to sort of, like, block everything out, you know? And it's so, hard. Like, people, um, people need to understand, too, when it comes to bariatric surgery, like, and like we talked about yesterday, there's a lot of mental and emotional and, you know, physical changes that your body goes through and you don't realize how common it is because mm -hmm. when you use food as a coping mechanism to deal with stress and anxiety and, and yeah. when things are happening and you can no longer physically have that vice, yes. it's so common that you transfer it to something else, whether it's yeah. alcohol anything. or drugs or smoking or whatever it is. Yeah. Buying, um, shopping, anything. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'll tell you what was um oh I was gonna say something then. Um what was interesting was um oh what was I gonna say? Something um triggered me off then. Oh, I'll think okay. about it in a minute. But it, it'll yeah. be back. I, I threw you off. What were we talking about? <laughs> what were we talking about? Um yeah, so um I maintained the for the whole year. Um I've started again now. Um do you find yourself craving the higher proteins over the slider foods now that you're eating? Yes, I do. Um, so I crave salads now as well. I crave vegetables. Um, I crave a roast dinner. And the reason why a roast dinner is because all I have is the meat, the gravy, mint sauce, and then I have the sprouts, Brussels sprouts, which oh, is just yum. Oh, and uh carrots and broccoli and I so that's my meal and then what I do is I cut a tiny little potato in a bit like at the end because I'm so full from the meal because I only have um tiny knives and forks now I've gone back to that my bariatric <laughs> plate I've gone back yeah. to um and so I'm doing everything smaller so I'm chewing longer I'm, I'm doing everything right. You know, I'm doing the 30 minutes beforehand, the 30 minutes afterhand, perhaps an hour after. Um, if, it's, if, I'm, if I've done a lot of chicken, as in like really full, um, mm -hmm. then I will take about an hour before I have a drink again. Trying to get the liquids in, finding that very difficult to get the water in now because when I had the vodka and tonics, of course, uh, vodka and coke, I got used to the coke again. So, yeah. of course, I, I'm still on Coke. I've got to get off the carbohydrate. Um, I've got to get off it um, because, obviously, the um, carbonated bit in it. Um, so I know that. So I've got now a big bottle that I'm going to put juice in. I did, start, I, I did start on the day with the bottle, and I was drinking it, no problem at all. And then hubby had a Coke and I went, oh, my tablet didn't go down properly. I went, quick, quick, give me a, you know, I was going like that to the get get his Coke because I'd run out of the water in my bottle. And so I drank the Coke and oh, I got back to it again. So wow. I know. So I've, uh, anyway, I just think that's the last of my worries. I've got to get yeah. this weight off again. So I've got to lose 84 pounds. I've got to lose six stone. And I, I'm just taking it easy. I'm going to do it slowly because obviously my medication. Uh, so I've got no choice. Um, in actual fact, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's they would come back. I knew. Um, what really, really weird, okay. Well, it's not weird. You can understand it. After your surgery for two weeks, yeah, my bipolar tablets didn't work. Because obviously the bypass is going through your stomach and bypassing yeah. the stomach. So, of course, all my tablets in the water and the liquids were all bypassing the stomach. Oh. So for two, two weeks when you're on liquids, I had to cope with bipolar. So, of course, I was just going off. Uh, I'm really high, thank God, not really depressive and horrible. 
I was going yeah. to play going blah, 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 three conversations, five different conversations, and they were just going, Whoa, you are high. And I'm going, Am I? Am I? Okay, you tell me, you know. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, well, you'll know. And so I went into my psychiatrist and I was just like, I think I'm high. Think it's because of the bypass. And she's just oh, don't worry, we'll sort that. So they have to double the um, amount. So, of course, I've now got double the amount. I am losing weight slower. Yeah. You have double the amount now. I have double the amount now. I've got a, a bit more. Yeah, I've doubled up on quite a few of the tablets. Now, have they told you, like, if you get to the point where you, when you're losing the weight again and your body is becoming more in, like, the, I guess, whatever they consider the healthy BMI range and stuff like that, have they said that maybe you can get to the point where you can cut down on the dosage? That's what, exactly what I'm doing now. Good. I've come down 200 milligrams on one of my tablets, and I call it the big wig. That's my main bipolar tablet. So okay. I've come off, I'm coming off that one, and we're going to see how it goes. Okay. So, so we have some visualizing. So no, but if you see me going, you'll go, could you take that up a notch and put the 200 back on? <laughs> decaf, decaf. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when, when you were, when you were at your worst, uh, when it, with the alcohol and stuff like that, what would, cause I know when you're, when you're in that zone, nothing else matters. Like you, no, you don't realize, you don't realize the harm or the, or the relationships or anything like that. So what was kind of like the breaking point for you to kind of finally decide, or because even if people had an intervention and they said, you need rehab, if you're not in the right frame of mind, you can be like, you know, piss off or, or whatever. Yeah. And then just. So what was it for you that finally said, okay, I'm going to go? My daughter. Okay. Sophie. I'll get really upset, actually, because I gave her a hard time and she was the middle person. And every time I was felt suicidal, felt down, felt um, horrible, was having an argument with dad and uh, would be crying at four o'clock in the morning and just drinking more and more, she was there. and. There was one day, one night, because um, she's got anxieties and she's got all her yeah. problems. And one night I said to her, you haven't got anxieties, you haven't got this. And here I am with all the anxieties, all the problems. And if somebody said that to me, I'd be devastated because I have got them. And basically I was a real bitch that night. And I don't know why, but I was just drunk and stupid. And I think she said something about my my bipolar and I think I kicked off. And the next morning, I remembered, and that was it. That was it. That was the turning point right there. Yeah, I get really emotional about it. I get emotional at the at the moment just talking about her. Anyway, at the moment. Yeah. So. Is um, is and I'm not gonna. I'm obviously not gonna push you like. Too no, it's much. fine. No, push but, me because that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. We wanted to make sure like, yes, a, a lot of the topics and, and stuff that we want to do is going to be fun and lighthearted and we're going to yeah, make jokes. Yeah, and, that's right. And, and you and I have talked about some cute ideas that we have in the future, but we also wanted to show the other side. We wanted to show the darker side and the realities of certain decisions that we that's made it. and how it affects. And just like with you said, um, you probably were not mentally ready for the bypass part because you're- because you went from one addiction, you transferred it to another, you're finally kind of getting into a balanced place. And then you're jump starting your, your whole system all over again, which when you have another surgery, I'm sure there was different changes in the medication and like the rea and like you're, you were literally, you were so, I'm, I, I'm just going to assume you were so excited to get to the next step and to get to the help faster Yeah, that you probably weren't fully mentally prepared for like we say, things sound really good on paper until like yeah. you're executing it and you're like, what the fuck have I done? That's <laughs> yeah, right. It was like that as well. And um, yeah, when I look back, I think maybe I shouldn't have had it. I should have just stuck with a sleeve and here and just, you know, waited, got through. But it was one of those decisions I had to make on the spot. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, oh my God, I need to lose this. I need to lose this weight. I think I'll stretch. Panic, 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 panic. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought I'd stretched it. I thought I, because obviously all the alcohol, you're eating strangely, yeah. you're drinking at strange times, you're not really doing your 30 minutes, everything was going wrong. 
Um, so, yeah, so I just took the opportunity there and then. But I think looking back, I shouldn't have. I think I should have waited. Um, but I did it anyway. So it's made me the person that I am today. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what we want to do now is we are showing this side of it because we want yeah. people to know our stories. We want people to know us because people will be able to relate. You know, there will mm -hmm. be people out there that have got um, have transferred their addiction. There yeah. will be people out there have got bipolar. And I want them to know they're not alone. We're here. You know, talk to us, ask us questions. You know, we're there for them. But, yeah, yeah we want it lighthearted as well. So we want lightheartedness. We've got loads of shows in mind that are going to be lighthearted. And, yeah, it's going to be good. But these, are mine, unfortunately, sounded really bad mm -hmm. because I've got bipolar and I was drinking and, like, I'm just crazy. And uh, so I thought, oh, no, mine's going to sound really depressing tonight compared to yours. No. No, but you know what? Like it's reality. It and is like, reality. We were, running, we were running out of time yesterday, but there was a a time like just years ago. Like I never struggled with a lot of mental health issues. I had anxiety yeah. and stuff like that yeah. when I was younger. But I was going through something with family stuff to the point where I had a nervous breakdown and yeah, my body completely shut down for like three or four it months. It does. And it was, and maybe one of the reasons is because, I mean, for me, I was never much of a drinker, even yeah. when I was younger. One, yeah. even when I was 350 pounds, I was a lightweight. Like I would, I would have my first drink and I'm like, oh, this is good and fruity. Yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then you have the second drink and I would literally go from sober to belligerent. And my version of belligerent was either passed out or throwing up and passed out. Yeah, like there, yeah. there was no middle ground for me. No. So I guess maybe that was a that was a benefit for me is because mm -hmm. I couldn't tolerate alcohol really. Yeah, I was like that in my twenties. I didn't like it when I was started yeah. drinking. When you're allowed to start drinking at eighteen, I wasn't bothered because I tried mm -hmm. it. Uh, no, I think I was so ill on it as a child, as a teenager. I was so ill on it. I thought I'm never doing this again, and I didn't yeah. until I got into my thirties and met Stu, and we couldn't go out, so we'd have a drink at home, a nice glass of wine, a nice bottle of wine. Yeah. And, you know, and it just sort of went from there, really. You just add it and you just add it. Mm -hmm. And I have a question for you because you mentioned, you know, when you were talking about being agoraphobic before and not wanting to leave the house, how did that affect, like, is Stu a social person? Does he like to go out? Like, was that an issue? Yeah, no, I mean, he's actually not. Um, we call him an introvert. Okay. We were saying, so, so he's not, he's quite happy being around his family, which is lovely um so and i i'm like that as well really we like to sort of close in and we've got our family yeah. but now i've lost all my way i've become back to an extrovert again because i've always been an extrovert and yeah. then i went introvert 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 and now i've got my confidence back i've gone a bit crazy again which i love i love good it love crazy it, love in it. a good way good crazy yeah, i love it yeah. good crazy yeah um really i just find things funny i find stew's funny again everything's funny and we, i'm just going on the beach for walks and just dancing on them because i can and then i go to my physio and she says you know your hips can't let you do that at the minute <laughs> because i've got so big and the um sorry the chiropractor she said you've got your hips out of place again because i go oh. on the beach there's a sound breaking me so <laughs> You're dancing so much, you're knocking your hips out of whack. <laughs> okay, that's. I think that's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have, but it hurts. And um, because what she's saying is, where you've lost so much weight, your hips are like going, "Oh, where should we go? We don't. I don't yeah. know where to go." And um, so they're sort of getting all back to sort of like my weight now. So she's sort of saying, "So of course that makes sense." So of course I'm like dancing on the beach, walking on the beach, doing this, doing that. And she's like, oh, my God, you've got them out of place again. Have you been dancing on the beach? I went, might have been. <laughs> might have been. Like this. So she's like, stop it. So, yeah, she said, let me sort the hips out. Let me sort the hips out. So tonight. But tonight they were perfect. I didn't go on the beach and dance. Okay. So um, just dancing in the house. I love to put music on and dance in the house now again. So it's all those things, you know, it's the little things. Like you said yesterday, the crossing of the legs. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. When that happened, I was just like, oh, my God. Um, oh, that was wonderful. What else What else I've done? Let me ask you. So when you had the sleeve, 
do you remember like what that first NSV was for you or the, the first? Yeah. What was the I, first for you? Do you remember? Well, the first like, wow. Like NSV or whatever. Oh yeah. So, um, I think it was crossing my legs because like mm -hmm. you yesterday, I just did it naturally. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was, you know, I was probably watching television and like that. And then I was like, Oh, hello. <laughs> Woohoo! Stew, stew, safe, safe. Look, 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 look. And I was all like that, really excited. So I think yeah. it was one of those, yeah. Um, and I could walk. Um, I could walk to the first lamppost. Um, I could get back. Stu had to come and pick me up in the wheelchair. It was Aww. like lamppost to lamppost. And I said, Well, I'm gonna do this. So I walked to the lamppost, could get back. So Stu had to come and get me. So it was things like that, you know, that I had to learn again. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you don't have muscles because you've been in a wheelchair. Because I was yeah. in a wheelchair if we did go to the shop, so I did have to go out. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I had to go to my dad's funeral and I had to go in a wheelchair. It was horrific. Oh. I had to meet all my relatives like that. It was just awful, embarrassing, terrible. It was horrible. And, and um, we were talking yesterday about ju just, just your sheer size alone, just like your physical appearance, how you yeah, already right. have complex on being judged um but and then, like, judge. oh 100 but then now you're care to that yeah my mum judges like, you see she doesn't like big people she says i'm really? like thanks yes yeah, terrible awesome. she's she's naughty and she put me on a diet when i was 11 and i was like skinny so i mean that probably if i went back that probably put that in my head sort of you know later on in years yeah. as well that i was always conscious about my weight but, um, yeah, it's funny how they do it. I mean, I, I wasn't the size teeny like they were. So although I was probably a size 12, they were a size 8. So they wanted me to be a size 8, which is not my bone structure. My bone structure right. is not like that, you know. So, um, yeah, she took away my full fat milk and gave me semi-skilled. And then my brother was having full fat milk, and I was like, I want that. <laughs> Wow, give me. Yeah, so so things like that, I think, get in your head as well, don't they? Yeah. And, of course, you don't understand. Like you were saying yesterday, you don't understand as a child that they're taking that away or you're fat. No. or You don't understand what fat means or how to cope with it in your head. You know, yeah. so, oh, you're putting on weight, so um, take – or not say anything and just take your um, milk away. Yeah. I so you feel like you're being punished or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And you don't know how to cope with that. Yeah. You, know, you don't know how to cope with that. But um, we've got now, I've got six stone to go. Um, 84 pounds. My mind's there. My mind's set. Um, I've been maintaining again. I'm, I've been a bit up and down where I'm trying to get back into it, back into it. Yeah. But, folks, I have said when I was doing my sleeve, I journalized everything. So I wrote my diary. I even wrote in it when I did a poo because of the constipation situation. So I would write in Friday, did a poo. It was long. <laughs> Good deal. Because I wouldn't go for another five or seven days. Yeah. And then I had to look back and go, oh, my God, when did I last go? Yeah. And so I'd have to chug back the Senna to sort of get myself going again. And I do feel, especially if, if you haven't been doing it for a while or if you had fallen off the wagon, there's something about being accountable in the sense that you're writing it down. That's and right. then you're, you're keeping track. You're, you're putting more energy into mm -hmm. the ultimate goal That's so it. sometimes it seems really silly but when you're writing it down like i've been i'm using an app right now because i'm trying yeah. to limit my calories for this challenge i'm doing and i literally will stop and i'll stop and i and i put it in there yeah. and then i take the time and i weigh it out and i do everything by the book and stuff like that because there's something that makes you motivated what i say to, what i say to people if you can you've got time to eat you've got time to write it down yeah or if you have time to just to, to swipe on TikTok and like you know watch yeah, videos, you've got time to like write that. it down. Yeah, you can spend two so minutes. I, I use a I use an app called Journey. I do pay for it. I've discovered, 
because um, Stu, Stu, I said to Stu, oh, is this free app? And he went, no, I pay for it, or we pay for it. And I'm like, oh, do we? Oh, shit, I've just told everybody to get it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, um, I was like, oh, okay, but you'll all have to use your own apps and make notes in the app. Yeah. But I use Journey, and um, I did the sleeve, wrote everything down, and I just think I lost 11 stone with that, or 10 stone, 11 stone with that. So... Uh, now I'm going to write everything down in this journey. So that's exactly what I'm doing, and it's accountable. And like now, since I've done it since Monday, I've lost a pound a day because I have been weighing because I can feel it on my body. Yeah, that's incredible. And so, yeah, and that's just with journey again. So I know I'll be able to do it with journey again and yeah. write everything down and my poos and things like that again. And, and so that that's advice that we tell people too. like in the when I had when I first had the sleeve, I had like I would write down a check mark for every ounce I consumed because my yeah. goal was I had to consume like 64 ounces of protein mm -hmm. or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I would make a check mark every day and I would set my timers and stuff like that. And yeah. so biggest advice that I tell people, if you're going to go through this is one, write everything down. We talked about yeah. it yesterday, even if you yeah. don't share with anyone, if this is more for you. And then two, Write down your feelings that day. Write down your emotions. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I, do. I also diarize feelings, appointments, food, medication. Literally everything goes in it. Mm -hmm. If anybody gets it, it'd be really mm -hmm. embarrassing because <laughs> they would just see, like, silly stuff in it. And I'd be like, oh, look. <laughs> if I was doing that and somebody How saw many times I pooed this week. <laughs> if you wanted to know, now you know. <laughs> yeah so um, yeah so yeah so that's me that is absolutely me basically but i'm looking forward to the next um six stone it doesn't have to be i keep saying six stone it doesn't have to be six stone i want to feel um again more able to do more things yeah. i've got to exercise at the moment, I haven't got much muscles because obviously I was in a wheelchair, so I've got to get back to it. So I can walk yeah. around the supermarket, but I get home, I'm in agony. I'm absolutely yeah. in agony because I've got that plantar uh, thing on my feet, plantar fasciitis. Oh, it's a plantar fasciitis. I don't know how to And so I've got that, and um, I've got a few other things on, you know, with my legs and things like that. So... And my knees, I had it. My knees are just, yeah. oh, like we all have the knees. Now, I will tell you this, though, because I had, I've had i had really bad knees since I was probably like around 18 years old or something like that. Just in the last couple of months since I've been like increasing my workout and I've been focusing on certain exercises that work your legs and certain muscles, I'm noticing a difference. And I'm noticing the more well, that... Yeah, the, the the more that I I've been able to strengthen the, the quads or certain muscles, really? the better my knees are feeling. So um yeah, we're gonna get you there. You're gonna have to get me there. Well, we're gonna get I desperately want to go swimming because I'm a good swimmer. Well, actually, okay, I went swimming with kids. My friend said, Look, you can use our pool, go in our pool. You don't have to be seen by anybody, nobody's gonna see you, it's all private. Just take the kids with you, take Stu with you, and go swimming. So I said, yeah, brilliant, because I'm an excellent swimmer and it will really help me to sort of yeah. get going, right? So funny story. Um, kids are all in there, jumped in there. They were mucking about and splashing about. Stu's just sort of looking at me, waiting for me to get in, you know, and helping me sort of down the steps because unfortunately I did have steps and I thought I was going to break them. Anyway, got in, thought I would just swim like that. No. no. Head down, head down in the water. Feet like this up in the air, <laughs> the kids wetting themselves, laughing, so not helping. Oh and I was choking under the water, having to try and get myself up. Right, anyway, eventually, thank god I'm a strong swimmer, got myself upright, and I could just see the kids laughing their socks off. They were laughing, pissing themselves, what the laughing. What the hell? Thanks, kids, drowning. You're just laughing because yeah. all they could see was these two legs like that. The rule is make sure I'm okay first and then laugh hysterically afterwards. Yeah, I know. They got oh. it reversed. I know. I know. So, yeah, thanks, kids. 
Um, so Newell, I think, was trying to help. I think he was just like, oh, my God, where do I get her? Where do I grab her? I yeah. think he was a bit like that. Uh, but eventually, yeah, no, I, I did turn myself around quite quickly. But, um, yeah, I was, thank God I'm a strong swimmer. So yeah, I just like the balance, again, yeah. like where you put the weight on. The balance just isn't correct. It's, so yeah, I then yeah. was just able to walk across like that. Whereas yeah. I think now, where I've lost the weight, I think I'd be able to just, you know, do my legs and get my legs a bit stronger and things like that. Um, I do keep saying to my son, I want to go with him, but it's like, no, because I take longer. You'll be like five minutes, then you'll want me to do any big pressure. I just want to go and relax, which I can understand because it would be a bit like that. He's waiting, for, you know, if I'm waiting downstairs and he's like, oh yeah. my God, I've got to hurry up. So what I'll do is probably go with Stu a couple of times to the swimming just to get confidence because I don't like yeah. to go anywhere myself first time. And yeah. then I'll get some confidence and then I will swim. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I'm excited for it to start getting warmer and being able to go out in the pool again and do like, cause yeah. I, feel, yeah, you're lucky you've got a pool, haven't you? Yeah. We have a pool in the complex and stuff like that. And, and I love it because it's really good for your joints. If you have knee problems, I it's, I mean, it's not as rigorous as like, you know, running a marathon or something like no. that, but for me, I, I do stretches in it in there that I can't do normally. Yeah. I, and I feel like a full body workout and I, you just yeah. feel there's, you feel, um, invincible in the water you're like ah, i can do all of these yeah, things exactly. but then how heavy are you when you come out yeah <laughs> when i was big and i was swimming i was like oh my god i can't get out of the yeah. pool i'm so heavy yeah yeah and so um <clears throat> it seems like we're running out of time yeah yes i know i can't believe it went by really quickly so first and foremost thank you so much to victoria for sharing thank her you, honey. yeah i hope it's okay so we kind of put a little teaser yesterday um, we're going to have a special show next week. And I know we said that moving forward, it's going to be every Wednesday at the same time, but look, shit happens. So next week, it's going to be a different time. Um, because of the time zone, it's the time zones. Yeah. Because of the time zone and because of our guests, um, availability, the next show next week is in the UK. It's actually going to be Wednesday again, but it's going to be at five in the morning, Eastern UK time. And, and Victoria yes. and I will also put links on there to be able to get reminders and stuff like that. Yes. And then for us here in the US, it's going to be at 9 p.m. US Pacific Standard Time or I, nine to, uh, it was at noon nine or, no, or 10 o'clock and we're at 5 a.m. Stu's getting up at 5 a.m. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you, she just let, so next week we're excited because, and I'm going to tell you a quick story and how this came to be is I told Eric that we were doing a podcast. I said, me and Victoria are doing a podcast. We're kind of excited. We don't know what we're going to do or what, how we're going to do it. And Eric goes, you know what you should do? You know who should have on? And I'm like, who? And he goes, me. And, and Stu like, said the same, like, which is crazy. Stu yeah. said exactly the same. And I'm like, you, I was like, you don't like attention on yourself. He's like, yeah, yeah but people need to know my story. And I was like, which story he goes in dealing with you in dealing as the spouse of somebody who had bariatric. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I think that's an amazing idea. So we get online and I'm talking to Victoria and before I can say anything, Victoria goes, you know, Stu had a really good idea for a show. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, he thinks he should be on it and talk about what the whole sleeve process was like from his perspective. And I was like, oh my God, Eric literally just said the same thing in the last 20 minutes. So we think it was a sign from the universe and both boys have actually agreed to come on and share their perspective. And I think this is cool because I haven't, I've seen a couple of podcasts and episodes and shows. I haven't seen too many shows where you talk about the partner's point of view on how this affects them emotionally or what changes they had to make to be accommodating mm -hmm. as either the supportive spouse or partner mm -hmm. or how, if it, it takes a mental toll on them. Like, because sure. when you're in the moment of it, not to be a dick, but you're kind of selfish. Like I have to get my protein and I have to do this. I have yeah. to like, following yeah. regimens. And so it's going to be really interesting. And we told the guys, no holds barred. No so holds They've nothing got to say limit. everything, nothing off topic. If because yeah. she said to me, Can I mention the bipolar? I'm going, Well, I'm mentioning it uh, tomorrow, so yeah. yeah. And I said, Everything you cannot hide a thing, but I said, Then said, mm, I think I'm going to learn a lot 
through this. Yeah. I think I'm going to learn a lot. Yeah. So, um, so we're really excited about that. So make yeah. sure you, you tune in next week. Like I said, it's going to be Tuesday night um, at 9 p.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time. And we'll be Wednesday morning, UK Eastern time at five in the morning. And again, yeah. we're going to post the links and everything. Yes. Um, and Victoria, I think we're a wrap for today. We're a wrap today. So again, That's we want fun. to thank you guys. Yeah. High five. <laughs> so again, we just want to thank you guys so much who've thank been tuning you. in. Thank you, um, thank you to everybody who's been making comments and stuff. Yay. And then continue giving us feedback and stay tuned. And we'll see you next week. See you next week with the boys. With the boys. With the boys. Bye. Bye. See you, see you next, next week. week. Oh, no, we're still on.